Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we cover 2016's Ouija, Origin of Evil. Mary, we invite you into our circle. If that's you, blow out the candles. Oh my god. your job to stand at the curtains and not attack the clients. And you, young lady? What's a scam? You are so weird. Does she have a lot of problems? It's nothing too concerning. What's this? New prop for work. Spirit, can you hear me? Yes, we can. And we can see you. Who are you talking to, Doris? Daddy, are you there? Who are you? Did you see her writing this? No. Because it's Polish. Doris, who did this? I'll show you. Are you here? is happening that we can't understand. I'm concerned about your girl. The spirit world is dangerous. What are you doing? I'm not doing it. Stop it! Do you know what it feels like to be strangled to death? (laughs) Something is wrong with something amazing! I believe she is channeling powers we do not understand. Doris? Just so everyone knows, we had to do five takes of that opening because I have the effing giggles. We okay? could not make it through saying Ouija. We came up with Squeegee, Origin of Evil. It's our <laughs> horror movie. You have the Squeegee Murders. Squeegee, the Squeegee Murders. Oh, he's got a squeegee on one end and the knife on the other, so he just wipes the blood up when he's done. Yo, he's a conscientious killer. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave a mess. I mean, why not? So this one is a Mike Flanagan. Yep. Film written, directed, edited. He did the score. He did everything. What didn't he do? Yeah, but this his was his wife's before. in it. Yeah, well, she's in all this stuff. I know, but I'm just saying, like they're like the better version of Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon. Fuck yes, they're yes, totally. They are power couple that actually make good films, and she's not the star of the fucking film. Every yeah. single movie. Yeah, she has parts in it, but she doesn't always the main star. This one. She has a very small part in it that was, and even that, some of it was cut, so. But yeah, this was back before he was really anyone big. He kind of took this just as a uh, paying gig, just to get some money. And this is 
a prequel, even though we're doing it during our second serving. Yum, yum, yum. Because this it was up. the second movie. You just trampled all over my, my, my little slogan thing going on. How dare you, sir? <laughs> so, yes, it is his second movie. His first movie is the one about the mirror. <laughs> Ouija, Origin of Evil. Oculus, Origin of Evil. <laughs> it's Oculus, and then he had a lot of them out there. He had a lot in 2016. He had this, he had uh, Hush, and he also had, um, what was it? oh, uh, Before I Wake. Yes, before a week, which did not get released until way later. Yeah, it was. I think it was after Haunting on Hill House came out that they finally released that. But in America, at least, it got released in Canada and other places. Um, I want to point out that this film technically was created by Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for Hasbro. Uh and no, I'm not getting paid to say Hasbro a bunch of times. I just like the fact it was an all-spark production, which is a thing from the Transformers. Like, literally, when I saw that, I was like, wait, isn't that from the Transformers? Yeah. They named their production company after the machine spirit in the Transformers. I'm like, I mean, that's shit. what gets things going. Apparently. It's the all-spark, so without it, hello, you have nothing. Uh, so, yeah, this film is <clears throat> based on the game that we all know, grew up with, definitely probably put our hands on unless, you know, you come from a home where that is a no. But maybe you snuck out just like our character did and ended up in someone's house where they thought, hey, I got a spirit board. Let's just whip this out and see what kind of shenanigans we could get into. Yeah. Now, this, the first movie in this, the one that came out a few years before it, the one just called Ouija, that movie is like the dry white toast of horror movies. It's fine. It's like the, the acting's fine. It's shot well. But there's just the only thing that they came up with in that movie that was interesting was that while you were holding the Ouija board, if you looked through the, the planchette. little, looked through the planchette, you could see the spirits. I was like, all right, that was an interesting concept, but they didn't do too much with it in that. They just, you know, there's a few jump scares and that was it. This one they made a little, they only used it a couple of times in this one. They used it a lot more in the first one. Yeah, I think that maybe that was just an homage, you know, and like, what is the whole point of that? Like, the letters on that thing are fucking huge. We don't need like a magna flying, and yeah. it's not even a glass, but there's literally no point to. There is and there isn't. Because you see the letter, but the letter is, I feel like, larger than the circle of the planchette Yeah, you don't really need the thing. You don't need something to magnify it for you. Um, This one is set in the 70s. 60s. Oh, in the 60s. Really? The 60s? 67. 60s, yes. uh, That's like the 70s, right? Um, (laughs) It's set in the 60s, and it looks... Great. Mike Flanagan, I have to say, do I like every single thing he's done? Nah. I like his stuff a lot more than I don't like his stuff, but um, the ratio is, you know, yay for him, not nay. But he does either him, who he chooses, or whomever does the set designs for him. Because um, I know that he likes to take people. Because you will see recognizable faces like Henry Thomas and um, the lady that plays the mom. They're both in 
Hill House. Hill House. And, oh, and even one of the, the little girls. Yeah, the, uh, I forget which one, but one of them plays the younger version of a character in Hill House as well. Elizabeth uh, Riser. Yeah. Uh, she plays Alexander in the film. And, you know, I always, I'm all about, if you're going to do, like, a period, quote-unquote period piece, it has to look good. Like, I, obviously, I was not alive at said time, but... I know, like, okay, this is something that would not be... What I really love about the film, besides, like, the set design and the costumes, um, I really enjoy the whole aspect of the con. Now, if you've never seen this movie, go watch it. We had to actually rent it. We streamed it. Um, It was, like, four bucks, yeah. Right? I think it was on Amazon. Yeah, you can get it like four bucks on Amazon or you, it's available like on Cinemax if you have the subscription to that. Um, and the whole thing is, you know, this mom, she's raising her two daughters. How she can afford this house. I mean, I guess she, her husband did pass away um, and she's a widow. And now she's raising, you know, her daughters on her own. So she has to make ends meet. And, you know, like, like we do, we're like, you know what, um, I'm just gonna invite people over and tell their fortunes, you know, I'm just gonna do this thing. But the freaking table that she has and like all the little, she had obviously her daughters help her in the con, but I love the table. Yeah, she got like a table rigged up so it'll move and, you know, shake and do things when during the readings. And then she's got the daughters both positioned around. She's got one hiding like inside like a bookcase to make things rattle and do things. And she's got the other one like randomly just popping in on people in like a black outfit to scare the crap out of them. So yeah, I like that it was like a whole family business, you know? I would have liked... Um, I would have liked it more if... And it doesn't take away from the movie, but I wish that... One of them, the mom or whatever, they do mention this. Like the character of Alice, the mom does mention this too when she's talking to Henry Thomas, who's playing a priest. Um, how, you know, her mom was a fortune teller. Oh no, she's telling her daughter this. Her mom is a fortune teller, was a fortune teller. And, you know, it skips like a generation. And that's how the daughter is able to communicate. But we don't really get any like definite answers on that because... It's, I never thought that whole time they were calling the spirit when they were just doing the seances. Something would have come through in that moment because you're opening yourself up to the possibility of something you're calling out to the spirits. So if they're involved, the, the, you know, the mom and the daughters, and one of the daughters has, (laughs) you know, quote unquote, the sixth sense, you know. They would have encountered these beings way before. Because it's not like they just moved into this house and whatever. So that was the one thing in the film that I was like, eh. It took the Ouija board to come into the house for the ghost to be like, before you had no props. So I wasn't going to go in. But now there's a Ouija board and now I'm going to come through. Like the ghosts were in the house the whole time. They literally make it a point in the latter in, in the latter part of the film to be like, they've been watching us this whole time. That's how they know 
you know, the little intimate, into, you know, intimate moments between the mom and the dad and the answers to some of the questions the mom was asking the ghost, but the, the ghost or the demon, whatever, the evil being, this evil being, <laughs> I was, I haven't, I was like, okay, so he's literally the human centipede doctor of like the ghost world because he's been doing when he was alive he was doing this terrible experiments you know to these holocaust survivors or people that have just run away from the war you know they were coming from poland and whatnot and robbing them and then just doing terrible experiments yeah on he them. was yeah the we'll kind of skip ahead a little bit but you find out that the house the previous owner of the house was a nazi doctor who had fled from germany and he managed to get away from the people after him came back to america and then just started doing these experiments in the basement again he had like a hidden room in the basement <clears throat> excuse me where he was doing all these you know evil nazi doctor experiments and all the bodies were still there in the house it's kind of a poltergeist thing they didn't move the graves but so all the bodies are in the house and that's the ghost of all the people and then you also have the ghost of the nazi doctor there apparently too and he's, you know, the main one that causes all the trouble in this. But yeah, so like you said, they knew this all the time. Like, why did they just suddenly wait till the Ouija board to start all this shit? I guess they just had to have that aspect in the movie. Like, oh, the Ouija board did this. I guess. But the, the movie's pretty, it's, it's decent. I mean, this is the second, the second or third time I've seen it. And I really did enjoy the movie. Again, I, it's a movie that it's not like it. it you know, if I you, saw it in like 2016. So and then I saw it again, probably in like 2018, again, and then now. So it's not something you're gonna watch every year, you know. But yeah, but it's good enough that like, if you didn't know anything, if you didn't know it was a prequel or anything, if it just came on, you were like, "Oh, it's called Ouija: Origin of Evil," and you just watched it, you'd be like, you wouldn't realize that it was a prequel. No, it definitely you can go in there totally a virgin. You don't have to see. I didn't see the first movie. I have no idea what happened in that movie. I just automatically saw this one, and I knew there was a movie before, but or I knew there was a a, a first movie of the thing, but I didn't care. I was like, I'm not gonna go back and watch that movie because I remember. Very clearly, when I saw the trailer for that movie, I was like, that's a bubblegum horror movie. I'm not watching that. Yeah. It's a terrible film. I have no whatever. When I saw this one, I mean, I don't know if Doug Jones was in the first one, but Doug Jones is in this one. And when I see Doug Jones, I'm like, there's going to be some creepy, contorted body shit in this, and I'm going <laughs> to fucking watch it. Because the scene where the daughter is scratching, she has pain in the back of her neck. Which they never showed, but I'm going to assume it's the touch of the dead or the way they're entering her body. Something. It was happening back there. Because um, we've seen in other movies, you know, it'll be like an eyeball or like a black, nasty, rotted area, you know. Um, when she looks in the mirror and she sees him standing behind her and he literally like throws her back and like puts his whole fucking arm in her damn mouth and her mouth is just opened a weird fucking way creepy i'm like screaming i, I don't care i can see that movie five thousand times that part is always gonna freaking get me because it is 
it's so disturbing because she's just a little girl you know imagine being that young and that vulnerable and it's just you have this being entering you know via your fucking throat and it's it just just and it just looks horrifying they i love the parts where they show either he's possessed someone or there's some weird shit going on where you can see him yeah. because it's the visually it's very very freaky yeah and i vaguely i saw the original but i don't really remember too much from it because like i said it was so just plain white toast of a movie it didn't leave a bad impression or a good impression it just left no impression you know it's not even one of those ones that you laughed about it and said it was so terrible it was just so mediocre i forgot it immediately yeah, I do want to go back to what we said about Oculus. I don't know if we said it came out in the same year or whatever, but Oculus was released in 2014. So it had been some time from this movie to... I don't know what the hell he was doing from that, but Hush did come out in 2016. and um, Yeah, I think he was probably working on a lot of those afterwards and then... You know, some of this shit just takes time to get together. Yeah, so I don't want anyone to be like, oh, with the, you know, glasses going up the nose. Okay. Hold on to your suspenders. Um, <laughs> we may, you know what? It's funny that sometimes we're those people. Yeah. So, and that's why we make fun of those people, because sometimes we are those people. I see you, I see me and you, and I'm telling you to calm down, because someone needs to tell me to calm down sometimes, which is... Kind of you, really. Um, I Is there a part of the film that you wish they would have expanded upon or or not? And it's, it's just a basic possession because we're not going to go... I'm assuming, because this movie's been out for some time, a lot of people have seen this movie. So I'm not going to go like bit by bit by bit throughout the whole film to describe like what happens. Family gets the Ouija board, brings it into the house, you know, gets a spirit, comes in takes over the little girl little girl's fucking evil as fuck and you never see the little girl again actually at the point where she gets majorly possessed when he enters like Vera you know when he possesses her until the end really you never see quote unquote the daughter yeah it's after that it's always the demon in her body it's always a demon she's always a demon it's not there's not a part where she's not the demon even in school she's a demon so it's not one of those where because this does happen in those you know possessed possession movies the demon will go away for a little bit i don't know where he's going you know he's taking a smoke or he's just stepped out and then because they can only inhabit so long every movie has their different rules right this one they're like no moment entered you and now you're fully possessed until the moment that you die there was not going to be anyone that was going to come in i thought the priest would but it takes a long time to get like the vatican and the pope involved because they're always deniers they're like nah that doesn't exist we're not doing a run we ain't gonna do a exorcism no one does that that's not a thing oh but it is apparently that's a hoax so this wasn't happening in the film like but i knew probably once she became possessed i was like everyone gonna die in this movie no one is coming out alive spoiler alert this is not a happy ending of a movie no this is this they're not going off into the sunset you know and that takes into play 
I'm assuming since this is quote unquote a prequel, right? In the first movie, yeah. there are some similarities or that character, they do go back because it's Lin Shay. Yeah, they go back to the, in the original one, the characters, they just, you know, you they mentioned briefly, they were in the same house from the, uh, you know. Yeah. They were in the original Ouija, they were in this house and they used the Ouija board and they got you know, creepy shit started happening to him, and it was the the young daughter of the family and all this, and they went to visit the older daughter who was in, like, an insane asylum, and it was Lynn Shay playing the daughter as she was older. And... The godmother of horror. Yeah. So, they briefly revisit that in this, but only after the credits, because apparently from what I read online, they did a test screening, and everyone thought it tied into Insidious somehow. So they left that scene in, but they left it after the credits so that the most of the people wouldn't notice that they would all just leave. <laughs> yeah. And I mentioned this when we were watching the film that I did not like the ending to this film because she the daughter the older daughter does end up in the insane asylum and you see that she creepily like actually is like using her own blood on the floor to create a Ouija and she's calling upon her sister which is so sad I mean that movie's fucking sad it's a very sad movie I I did tear up a bit because it's it's so unfortunate you know and I don't know I take things to heart but anyway so she's calling upon her sister her sister is in the room with her and you see a glimpse of it, the doctor, who obviously does not believe her. I mean, the doctor is always going to think, you know, this girl killed her mom because that's what it looks like. And they can, they're trying, they're still trying to find the body of the daughter because they never found it. And her sister. And he goes and he's walking and he thinks he sees something out of the corner of his eye. Because the sister is sitting next to her, the older, you know, the yeah. one that's been committed. And... Then he goes and looks back, walks back and looks in the window, and there she is, you know, like they do, like staring out the fucking window. And then, oh, look who's crawling on the ceiling with the creepy white eyes. It's the, it's her baby sister. Yeah. You know, which I was just like, the, what we saw the last time, the sister had joined the father, and I'm not going to say they're in heaven, but they're at peace. Yeah. They're dead and trapped in the house, but they're at peace. I guess, which makes no sense. There's even more thing because the father didn't die in the house. He died in a car accident. So why would his spirit be in the house? But anyways, that's a, that's a whole thing. Maybe he came in to like rescue because he tried to like. Yeah, because he tried to help. His spirit did come in. So he followed them around. Yeah, he did try to help, but he did not. He, 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 you know what? He gets a, he does not get a gold star for like ghost helping. No, because his, his, his advice was it was already after mm-hmm. the, the daughter had been possessed so at that point, it was like, yeah, he left a clue as to what to do. Sew your daughter's mouth shut. That's the doll. The doll. Yeah, he sewed the... But he means oh, to yeah, sew the yeah, daughter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he left a little hint. Like, he left a doll with his mouth sewn shut as like, oh, you should do this to your daughter. But I don't think most people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It, so it's kind of like he should have put the message a little better. Like, hey, the daughter's possessed. You need to do something. His message was just kind of... Yeah, kill her and sew her mouth shut. It was very ambiguous, 
Um, I feel like there were many opportunities. The wife taking a hot shower. There's a mirror. It's steamy. Maybe leave a fucking message on there. I mean, there's so many different ways. Oh, shit. I spilled the whole fucking thing of sugar on the counter. Maybe that's a fucking moment to, I don't know, write something like something in this fucking sugar. I could literally come up with like 20 different ways of how he could have tried to communicate with the mom and tell her what's up. But he decided to do like the thing that was totally other blue and it wasn't even the daughter's doll it was the other the older daughter's doll yeah so and which freaked her out because she thought that it was her sister playing a prank on her you know but yeah it's very unfortunate but that's so since we saw her you know not being possessed and moving on with the dad for now her to be all possessed in a thing but you made a very good point and that's what i was yeah that's this the demon still looks like her to yeah. the to the older daughter but it's not really the daughter anymore it's just it's strictly the demon but it just keeps the form of the last person that it had possessed that and also it still wants to get her soul because i'm assuming he's like a freaking soul collector right now right so he's like oh she got away i want to drag her back into the house yep you I know get to everybody do, you know creepy fucking experiments until the fucking end of time because that's what he's doing in there. Those souls are just tortured. And it's really, really sad. But yeah, that's essentially the ending of the film. I give the film two and a half knives. Yeah, I will too. It's it's a good movie. Especially, you know, for like a sequel to a movie that was not remarkable at all. Yeah, it's like I, I've never seen the first one, so... But I'm just going to go right off the bat and say I like this film better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Mike Flanagan film. It has all of his Mike Flanagan-esque things. You know, you're going to have great camera work. You're going to have freaking excellent set design, costuming. Well, and know. like even in the uh, in the basement of their house, there's the mirror from Oculus is hanging out down there. Yes. So, you know, that's probably where that was before it came out in the movie. Yeah, and that mirror obviously has seen some atrocities, so yeah, maybe sure. that's how... Maybe that it, helps it out a little bit in that house, too. You got that mirror there. Yeah. It, it's... So, I wonder if it's in the uh, Hill House. I don't know. I'll have to look and see. It's a big old house. It might be in there somewhere. With a lot of creepy-ass things in it. I'm sure there has to be a mirror somewhere in there. I don't know. I do... Um, I can't wait to see what else he's going to do. He's on a Stephen King kick right now. So once Stephen King gave him the okay go, he was just like, yes, I will do all of these Stephen King projects. I think his next one's called Midnight Mass, but I don't really know what that one's about. Ooh, that just sounds, sounds creepy. Just continue doing horror movies. Don't do this. When you get like finally a good horror director, right? Which comes in like few and far between my opinion lately. Um, and you have someone so talented like that, and then they're like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm going to go do, like, period pieces or, you know, war movies. And it's just like, no, I mean, it's fine. You got to get your money. That's cool. I get it. And maybe you don't want to do horror movies for the rest of your life. But, I, I mean, if it was me, I would. I would not I would never stop doing a horror movie, especially if you're fucking good at it. But if you're good at horror, maybe you're just, you can be good in other areas, too. So I wouldn't be mad if he did do that, but... I look forward to seeing him. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I get excited because it's just like, you know, I'm very passionate about it because I really like, I like the a large majority of his stuff. There's probably just one off. A lot of his stuff is really fucking sad. Yeah. It is really sad. I mean, and, and it, it's a horror film, so 
Which is surprising, especially for this one, that they would allow him to go so kind of dark for like a sequel to, uh, like you said, a bubblegum horror movie. He went super dark with it. I'm sure that's probably not wasn't their first thought on it. You know, I wonder. I'm. I wonder if it made its money back. I don't know. I'm sure it probably did because it was a Blumhouse co-production, so with Universal and Hasbro. So I'm sure with those people all putting in money on it and Blumhouse, I don't think they produce anything that's more than like five million, and you probably made that on the opening weekend. So this is probably Parker Brothers, but I'm gonna throw this out there. Let's see a horror version of like Hungry Hungry Hippo. I'm sure that's coming with all the other games that they're doing. You know, they've done Jumanji and Battleship. There's probably a Hungry Hungry Hippo one out there on the in development. Yeah. Well, okay. Not to be the nerd again, but Jumanji is actually based on the picture book by Chris Van Allsburg. It's not a well. Game. Battleship still stands. Battleship, yes. <laughs> they did make a Jumanji game afterwards. There's obviously a board game now, which it's like why. Why the this is this is now we're gonna go on a little tangent. Why would you make a board game that's based on a board game, right? That can never happen. Like it's pointless for me for them to make this a, a Jumanji board game. I'm gonna be mad, disappointed, and also false advertising. Where are the fucking monkeys, the lions? Where are the animals coming out? Where's the freaking adventurer popping out of the game? None of that is gonna happen. So no. No, do not fucking <laughs> now. If now, if you're gonna tell me it's like a virtual reality thing where I could see this, I put the glasses on and I'm experiencing this. That's fucking awesome, and I would buy that. Yes, but no, I don't want a freaking game, you know, like that. When I know, like the game and the movie did all that other stuff, and it also I would live for like for it to look like the game and the movie because it's like cardboard. Make it out of fucking wood. People would pay bad money if it was like they did. Carved. They did. They made it out of. They made one out of wood. I'm sure. I, at least I've seen them advertisements for. It. Yeah, they've got a really fancy one you can get. Okay, okay. It's probably fancy plastic, but fine. I'll, I'll look into it. I, I still wouldn't buy it though. But yeah, that would be really interesting to see, like, what kind of other board games they would do. Because to have a whole movie based on a board game, this one is open up because there's ghosts involved, you know, and or demons. You're opening, you know, doors that should not be opened. Which is why, till this day, they still sell the game, and it still freaks people out. This is a game that will never... And what I love about it, there's nothing to it. It's literally a board and a planchette. That's it. There's no fucking pieces. There's no cards to pick up. There's, there's no really even instructions with the actual game, you know? There's nothing. There's just, like, the three things, and then that's it, you know? And it's just like, okay, there's very minimal rules, you know... It's very interesting. I find I find that whole the whole concept of the game to be very intriguing, especially because in today's world where there's so much stimulus, you know, you can still get a kick out of having something like that. Yeah. I was literally like forbidden from having the game. Like I was not allowed. Everyone was freaked out in my family when I bought the game to the house. Like I of course I bought it. I wanted to freaking talk to ghosts. I was all about it and no, it was a big no-no. I had to I had to throw it away. That was even a big thing too. Oh, you're gonna throw it away now? Now you just left the door open. I said I said, I said goodbye. My, <laughs> what, what's the problem? But did you ever have an experience when you were younger playing the game? No, 
most of the people I knew were too chicken to try that kind of stuff. I was all for it. I was like, let's get it. Let's go to the graveyard and start some shit. But no one would go with me. You wanted to go to... No, this is like me in the room with some candles and my Kurt Cobain fucking... I'm trying to fucking talk to Kurt Cobain, you know, my poster. You're freaking going in the damn graveyard? You're fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm ready to be possessed. I, was, I wanted to see some shit. I was trying to go to the graveyard or I was trying to go down to... There was a cave that we knew a place. You had to walk through the woods to get to this like cave, and I wanted to go down and do it in the cave. And everybody was like, "No, we don't know what kind of shit went on in there." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I know. That's why I want to go take the Ouija board and find out." Yeah, you could get what's his face from the fucking Stephen King uh, outsider. He might be in there. I don't know. He might have a good story to tell. Well, if you guys have any crazy Ouija stories, let us know. Send us an email. Write on our Instagram. Um, you know, Twitter. Where you know our handle is. Jump scare. Yeah, jump scare underscore pod. Yeah, in uh, Twitter. And, you know, hit us up. Let us know. Because I'm sure that there are some crazy stories out there. Yep. You know? So if you've got one to share, let us know. We'd love to hear it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. And stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.